Hi, everyone. I'm Sindhu Bloom, host and executive producer of Policy on Demand. The Treasury Department has underway an effort focused on identifying inbound deals, which may raise a U.S. national security issue. I spoke recently with our intelligence leader for business acumen, Craig Stromberg, about this effort, what it means for companies, and what companies need to be thinking about and doing. Here's the interview. Welcome to Policy on Demand, I'm Sindhu Bloom. The U.S. Treasury Department has underway an effort to examine inbound deals which may prove to be a risk to national security. This is in addition to CFIUS, also an effort to examine deals which may prove to be a risk to national security. Here to shed some light on this is Craig Stromberg. Craig, welcome. Thank you. So let's start with a little level set here. Why? Why have this effort in addition to CFIUS? So it's something that has been anticipated for a while. The Departments of Commerce, Justice, and Treasury have been authorized to go out and hire additional personnel to do this for some time, and they haven't done it. This is the first evidence we've seen that Treasury is the first one of those three to actually start moving. The reason why is that in the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, the CFIUS process, if there's an inbound company, a company from another country that wants to do a deal or investment in the United States, they have to decide they wanna file with CFIUS. They have to consciously make the decision, we are gonna enter the process and let CFIUS review our deal. What Treasury wants to do is that even those who choose not to file, if they believe it has a national security potential for hindrance, they are going to go proactively seek out those deals, even if they've just been announced. They're in fact, they're going to go hunt for them, whereas CFIUS waits for its food to come to it. Mm-hmm. And they are going to try and ferret out any deals that therefore might escape the CFIUS process. So let's uh, go back a little bit on CFIUS. Explain, have companies been filing? And if they haven't, why haven't they been filing? So the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States has been around for some time. And it got a major injection of regulatory power in 2017 when it got the ability to really look at three things anywhere they found it. One was any company where there is critical technology, which is a very wide category. Any company or deal where there is critical infrastructure involved, which is a very wide category, or any deal or company in which there is a significant amount of data on Americans that will be made available to a foreign party in the transaction. If one of those three things happens, CVS now automatically has to investigate. Most companies have the opportunity to go through the CFIUS process, and a lot of them do. The data always lags a little bit, but it's looking like at least 120 actually went through the process in 2020, which is not an inconsiderable amount. The reason you would want to go through the process is if you think that something might look odd to the government, even if it's not, you let CFIUS look at the deal, and if they verify it, you're golden, you're good, you can proceed and they're not gonna come back to you afterward and say, we have some questions. Because one of the other things that CFIUS has done in the last couple of years is CFIUS has the power to unwind deals that have already gone through. So we should expect to see, they've done this rarely, 
future deals that have already been in place for two, three, even more years, where some bit of critical technology infrastructure or data is involved, they're gonna go tell those two parties to the deal, you must undo the deal and separate. So CFIUS has been pretty powerful, but it still has a very formal process. What Treasury is really trying to do here, and this is really important for companies to understand, is that it is gonna do things that CFIUS doesn't do. Like every day, there are gonna be people at Treasury whose job it is going to be to look at social media and 10Ks and company announcements and company webcasts and the general media to sort out, is there a deal coming? And if they think they have some purview over it, to go have a conversation with those folks. The other thing that companies need to keep in mind is that both CFIUS and Treasury have a huge amount of access to data. Everybody in the executive from the IRS to Treasury to Justice to Commerce to Defense to State, even the intelligence community has the ability to feed data into both CFIUS and Treasury. So they will have a very wide net to know what deals are coming. So if you are investing in one of those three key areas, Treasury may now knock on your door even before the deal's been launched. So Craig, what it sounds like is with CFIUS, there's a back and forth dialogue happening between the government and the company. With this Treasury effort, is it going to be a surprise for companies? Is there just going to be a knock at the door? They may find it. And what we want to make really sure we're saying is nobody should assume, and I don't think Treasury will assume for what it's worth, that anybody is hiding anything. I think Treasury is going to go in with the position that we want to do due diligence for the U.S. government, but they don't want to stop commerce. And what we don't want to do, I think, is scare anybody into think that Treasury is going to be haunting every inbound deal. It's simply not the case. But they are going to be looking for things that really might impact national security. The last thing that Treasury wants, and this goes for this administration or any administration to come, the last thing they want is to stop commerce, trade, and investment. Mm -hmm. Don't want less FDI to come into the U.S. because someone is scared that Treasury or CFIUS might look at their deal. So even if there is an inquiry, nobody should think that this automatically leads to a very heavy hand by Treasury. It's just that. It's an inquiry. It's a question. It's an exploration. It doesn't necessarily lead to any punitive action but it is probably going to be a part of the deals and inbound environment that companies may not know about because this has not been very widely broadcast yet. And so this may come as a surprise if and when Treasury calls. So we're talking about inbound deals here, but could you get into what types of companies, um, if they're not aware of this already, what types of companies should be aware of this and who will this exactly affect? So it could affect any company, large or small, theoretically. But if you are an American company and you are in any way the manufacturer, creator, patent holder of a critical technology, that's the first group that is probably somebody that ought to familiarize themselves with this. Because you may not think that your technology is critical to national security. The US government may look at this differently. And this is one of the first lessons that companies need to learn when they deal with CFIUS or Treasury, is that you don't need to look at your deal or your technology the way that you do. You need to look at it the way that they do. 
and they may see a risk where you don't. So if you create or own or patent or share or distribute technology, that's something you've got to think about. That is a subset of American companies. Probably the bigger group, and this is going to be really complicated for U.S. companies to get their heads around, is that very few U.S. companies don't have data on large amounts of American consumers. You know, it is amazing in our day and age how many companies identify themselves as a particular industry when really what is most valuable for them is their data. And again, they need to look at that data the way that the government would look at that data because amongst their customers, which they don't care about, are going to be FBI special agents and military officers and people who may be on the staff of Congress people people who the U.S. government doesn't want somebody else in the world to know more about because of what they've bought or sold or who they belong to. So thinking about how your data might be looked at by the government, that's going to be something else that might lead you to be a little more prepared for this. And when you talk about technology and that that is the thing that is being sought, is it just the data or are there other critical factors that the government is going to be looking at? So certainly anybody who is in the defense supply chain already has to deal with this level of scrutiny, you know, which reaches very far into the transportation sector, the logistical sector, the healthcare sector, the communication sector, even more, right? There are a lot of different companies from a lot of different sectors that touch the military supply chain in one way or another. They already have some familiarity with how to deal with government oversight because they often have to deal with regulations that those who are not in the military supply chain don't have to worry about. But otherwise, this is really something that may have a very wide aperture. I think the good news for companies here is that Treasury is likely to baby step into this. They are going to have to take their time, figure out their processes, their alerts, they still have to be in compliance and they have congressional oversight. And if companies get to the point where they are calling Congress and saying, look, I can't be effective in deal making because there's too much oversight. Well, that's a conversation that you and I both know happens in Washington all the time as a dialogue between the executive and the legislative. So to avoid that, I think treasury will take care. They are gonna be careful. They're gonna be diligent. They're gonna go slow it may take some time for them to get set up. I think the key warning that we're trying to deliver here is that this is coming and it is here. And if Treasury is successful, you may see this replicated in Commerce and Justice as we think it probably will be. So one of the things that you said earlier was that this, this was anticipated, although it is not coming out with any fanfare. So what are your conversations with companies like? How are you helping them uh, kind of get their heads around this? So I have yet to talk to many companies that like to try and fit their corporate mindsets around the mindset of somebody who is insidious because it is a odd point of view, right? It is in many ways the upside down of what they are used to. They are worried about agility, efficiency, customer service, Cifius is worried about, could somebody use this product that you produce that is completely innocuous for nefarious purpose if they owned it through a foreign acquisition? 
it's an odd way of looking at the world. And that's a lot of what I help clients think about is how does the part of the US government that worries about national security look at what companies produce and look at deals and where they might go. And part of what companies need to be aware of too, which is connected to CFIUS more and Treasury less, is that something that we've just seen within the last 60 days is Treasury broke apart a deal between two countries, neither of which was the United States. One was China and one was South Korea. The Chinese company was acquiring the South Korean company and the South Korean company happened to use a significant amount of US technology in its products. And CFIUS reached out to its equivalent protectionist regulator in Seoul and said, you can sell the company, but you can't have these US components going to that Chinese entity. And the South Korean entities broke apart the deal. So what this means is that companies now in the technology sphere need to worry about something else, which is why nobody ever likes to talk to me because all they think I deliver is bad news. I'm just really trying to warn them. But what this really means is that if you export technology, even beyond what you think is CFIUS's purview, CFIUS was going to now start watching where US technology goes. And if it is gonna be contrary to US national security, they may speak to foreign regulators and start joint action against that transaction. And this is new, new, this is net new. And this is something that companies also need to start thinking about. So what, to talk a little bit about what happens. I'm, I'm curious about two things. One is in the CFIUS process, if you don't, if I'm a company and I'm not filing, what are the consequences? And then in this case, under this treasury effort, is the consequence that the deal is, that the government comes in and you unwind the deal. Could you talk about that? So the consequence of not talking to CFIUS is that CFIUS is, CFIUS has a bad reputation in the corporate world. I don't think it's deserved. They try very hard not to overstep their boundaries. And one of the things that they do well is if you're in the process of having a deal and you don't want to file yet with CFIUS, you should talk to CFIUS. You should literally say, look, we're thinking about doing this. How do you think you'd look at this? And they're not going to make any promises and they're not going to give you an official ruling, but there is a dialogue. If you have that dialogue and you end up filing formally, it makes the review much easier. What makes CFIUS more frustrated is if you didn't file with them, and in their opinion, you should have, because you should have known that there was a national security implication here, that's going to frustrate them. It's not going to make them punitive, but it's going to frustrate them. And you don't want to deal with a frustrated regular regulator. In terms of treasury, it's unclear how all of this is going to work. It's clear that they have the regulatory power to do this. It's clear that they are going to have access to a lot of data and they're going to look at data in terms of finding out what deals are coming in a way that CFIUS doesn't. How they're going to communicate to companies, exactly when, what that multi-stage process might look like of having a dialogue with Treasury, and where it ends up, that is not entirely clear. I think Treasury has some work to do to talk to the private sector to explain that. 
there is some transparency that is due that probably would help companies understand that. And they're not quite ready for that. I think they probably will soon. Craig, do a lot of companies have internal controls about this type of data? And are they looking at their data and saying perhaps, you know what, this might be a red flag. Let's, let's deal with this right now. Very good question. So any company that regularly has to deal with complying with export controls usually has a pretty good mindset of how to approach this. When it comes to data, however, they're often caught by surprise as to what data could be used for. So here's a good example. There was a deal that was put in jeopardy a couple of years ago because the technology involved mapped out things that the US government did not want mapped out. It was not the purpose of that company to do that. They were trying to help people get in shape. But a lot of the people who were trying to get in shape were military people who were on bases that are not located easily. When all of a sudden, if you had access to that data, you would know how many miles it is around the perimeter of that base because people are running it every day. And you can identify by data, this person is in the military. Now, the company didn't care about that because they're not trying to look at that. They're trying to provide a service. But a foreign country or a foreign investor might look at that data and be able to use it for a nefarious purpose. That's when the U.S. government comes in and says, the data that you have, you only mean it for good intentions for your clients. We are worried that somebody with bad intentions might use this data in a different way to harm either individual people that are involved in national security or national security as a whole. And for people that have never had to think about national security, that's a very different mindset to get your head around because it's never what you intended when you launched your service or product. And my last question for you, Craig, is uh, around timing. Um, again, baby steps, you know, treasuries dipping their toes into the water here. When can companies expect some kind of action to start happening? I would expect this year. You know, I don't know when. I suspect we will hear something from Treasury. We should hear something from Treasury, you know, relatively soon. One thing that companies can do is as they are starting to think about the strategies for how they are going to announce deals, if they believe that somebody within Treasury might think, rightly or wrongly, that their deal might pose a national security interest, pay attention to how the deal is going to be announced. Pay attention to the verbiage you're using in the announcement. Pay attention to the social media. Pay attention to what one corporate executive from the acquiring company and one corporate executive from the acquired company are gonna say when they're at the podium together. Are those things that are gonna automatically get the ear of somebody at Treasury? Or are you going to be able to message this in the appropriate way? Because you just don't know when they're gonna be listening. I suspect it'll be this year, but it might not be. But I want to be real clear as a, as a caveat to repeat something I said before, because it's really important to repeat. I do not think the Treasury wants to get in the way. I think they want this capability, but I don't think they want to get in the way of souring foreign direct investment and deals. They don't want to do that. And so if a company is contacted, they shouldn't panic. They should have a dialogue with Treasury 
And in some ways, if they're one of the first companies to be contacted, it's probably better because they're going to be figuring this out at the same time as the regulator. Craig, thank you so much for that, for shedding light on this effort, which is going to, sounds like it's going to be far reaching. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the time, Sindhu. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. For more Policy On Demand, check out the link in the description of this episode. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.